Hello. Live and in person. <laughs> we just upped it to HD and I'm thinking, do I want to do I want to? <laughs> I think actually what's weird is when we went live, it looks like the HD did better. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearer. It is clear. I, I certainly see more wrinkles. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not sure about the close-upness, but anyway, it's a lot. Anyway, people are like, "What are you talking the about?" The details there. Yeah. As always, we're messing with stuff right up to the last second. But that's right. Right up to the last minute, we're <laughs> we're, we're fiddling with gadgets over here. So yeah, it's all right. <clears throat> um, so you can see our title. Our, free, our most frequently asked questions. And this is another good one because, you know, digital marketing, what's the bottom line? Driving audience to your business online, getting more calls, getting more business. There's a lot to it. There aren't shortcuts. Despite what you may hear out there, there's not shortcuts. Bill. The bottom line is we get a lot of questions and you all hear a lot of common frequent questions. So that's the purpose of today's show today. We want to knock down some of these frequent questions we hear and give you the best answer and the most accurate information to help your business. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. Let's go. Welcome to Marketing Mix, everybody. Every Friday, we are here talking about digital marketing, and we try to mix it up. That's where the mix comes in, the marketing mix. And let's take a look at our broadcast, Sarah, see where people can find Sure. It. Every week, we go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and you can catch the replay on Instagram. And we play a 10-minute shortened version on LinkedIn. And don't forget to check out our podcast, Marketing and a Mic. You know, I was listening to it the other day. Just not because I want to hear myself, but I was just listening to it. And I thought, wow, it's so good to just kind of listen and get all that good information. So, you know, there you go. And YouTube, Fusion One Marketing. If you don't want to listen, you can watch all of our great videos. Everything is resources, resources, resources to help your business. Yeah, exactly. So we, we've got this going. I don't know if these are most frequently asked, but they are sure asked a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you could substitute that for, you know, fill in the blank sometimes. Um, but they're questions that you hear a lot. So we thought it'd be helpful to put them together in a list. And, you know, from websites to social media to everything in between, we're going to cover a lot of ground. And we've got 10, 10 important questions we're going to cover. So let's go. All right. So number one. Can I have two domains pointed to the same website? I had this come up this week. Um, There's a company that had a really long domain and then they were able to buy a shortened version of it and wanted to know, can we use that too? You can. All right. But you need to think about why you need it. I get why you'd like a shortened version, but you really want to think about your name and keywords associated with your business. Um, like example, fusion1marketing.com. It's long, but it matches our name. So that's the best case scenario um, 
that, you know, that you really want to have. Instead of maybe using two different things like FusionOneMarketing.com and FusionOne.com, maybe just um, use a subdomain instead of a new URL. So just to understand this correctly, this is a, this is somebody that had two, essentially like two different website URLs. Yes. And they were like, can I use both and yes. have it point to the same hub, website hub, which, I, you know, as the points that you pointed out, the other thing is if you are using more than one, it can get confusing to the search engines and it sort of spreads out your it's all it's all about kind of having that brand authority and that's an important ranking factor so it's important that google is really clear on who you are and where to find you so it can get really confusing for them as we've talked about google's like a 2 year old so you got to keep it really simple so and it could be confusing to customers as well like you know if you're like you could find me here and you could find me here and you could find me here it's like what? And I get it um, because I feel like ours is long too sometimes. I mean, and we could use if it was available and I, it isn't, but <laughs> fusion1.com, we could point it there, but still use Fusion One marketing all over the internet. Again, mm-hmm. like we always talk about, it's always important to use the exact same setup for your company all over the internet. So you definitely don't want to use two different domains because you're right. It is like a two-year-old and they can get very confused. Yeah. So kind yeah. of talking about the same type of thing, but on a different level here. Yeah. Um, we're talking about handles and names for your social media channels. Do they have to match? All right, let's think about this. Your social media channels is really your public username for all of the media channels. And it's always followed by that at sign. Mm-hmm. And that's how people find you. So if you're using it mostly for branding, it's important to have them match as closely as possible. It needs to be very consistent. Like if you think of even for us, if we did Fusion One Marketing or Fusion One or FOM or something like that, that might be confusing as a brand. Mm-hmm. So even though it's long, we still want to stick with Fusion One Marketing as much as possible. And when you're starting your business, you can actually go to Noem, which is K-N-O-W-E-M.com and check out usernames and see what's available on all of the platforms so that you don't make the mistake of choosing something that you can't get everywhere. Yeah, that's important. And when you think about like, what is a handle? What does that mean? So even on like your personal page, and I have a business page, if we were to tag somebody and you're tagging them at like at, you know, whatever it is that's their handle. And it's, yeah. it, in a lot of cases, it can be different on Facebook and Instagram and other places. So, but it's a, like, to your point, it's really important for consistency to try to have it match. And that's how people find you, but it doesn't matter for SEO. So more your social media tra- traffic, your links, your, all those types of things, those are more relevant with SEO. Um, and it, you know, our, our advice bottom line is try to keep it consistent Keep it short, keep it memorable, make it easy to spell, you know, don't put a bunch of numbers and all that stuff in it. And as as you said, as close to your brand name as possible. Yes, exactly. I want to say good morning to Steve Johnson today. Thanks for joining us, Steve. All right. And we're all over the place, but this is kind of like the kitchen sink today, right? (laughs) I like that. It is. It's the kitchen sink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... 
we are talking about Bing. This is our third question. Do people use Bing? First of all, what the heck is Bing? Maybe nobody's ever even heard of yeah. it. Um, and you may be using it and not even know it. That's the even funnier thing about it. Bing is similar to Google as it is what we call a search engine. It's where you can go search for things and find information. The cool thing about Bing, though, it is gaining popularity again, and a lot of people are using it and don't know it because it comes as a default search engine on all the Microsoft products, like their mm -hmm. phones and computers. Believe it or not, over 1.2 billion Office users are probably using Bing without even knowing it because you get your new stuff, you know, your Microsoft Edge, um, some of the other apps, you know, you're using Outlook, Word, Excel, Skype, all of those. The Bing platform is already there. And if you don't know any difference, you're going to be using it, you know, like I said, for the third time without even knowing it. Most people don't take time to go, oh, I'd rather have Google or whatever else. So it's, it's kind of funny, but it is gaining popularity and people like it. Um, some people like it a lot better than Google. Yeah, uh, that's that's super true. And you talked about you're using it, may not even know it. Yeah. Voice search through Alexa. And I'm going to mess this up. I'm embarrassed to say it. She's 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 lighting up over me uh, over here. But um, is it Cortana? Cortana. That works. <laughs> I don't know. I know. So that's like I would say Cortana. That's what Cortana I and Alexa are shush are powered by Bing. She's, she's really excited over there. She's like, what do you mean? So that's something that you also have to pay attention to for SEO. Yeah. Um, and Bing and all, it's uh, all of that is actually holding more weight with search engine algorithms and Bing offers. This is a cool thing I like about Bing's, Bing is they offer a free range of algorithms and different tools that can help you understand their algorithms, excuse me, I should say free diagnostic tools to help you understand their algorithms. So they're really cool on all the extra features that they have for free. They really are. And heck, try it if you want to. I mean, like I said, it is gaining popularity. And unlike Google, um, Bing takes into account social media into their algorithms. It's a lot heavier for Bing than it is Google. So you get um, some good return there. So here are some being what we call quick tips, I guess. Um, you want to make sure, as always with SEO, that you're building quality links to your website. Bing loves that. Make sure that your web pages are loading fast, um, have high quality images, and incorporate the vo incorporate the voice search and also take care of your social media presence. Um, voice search is getting more and more popular and you need to be optimized for that. And if you don't know what that means, then definitely let us know. <laughs> yeah, right. It needs, you need to know that what that means. All right. Number four, sh uh, we get this a whole lot. Should I put my business on every possible social media platform? So that's a no. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. The short answer. Yeah, that's a hard pass. So it's better to determine which platforms your target customer is on and stick to that. How can you find that? You know, just identify where they are spending their time. And if you don't know, take a look at some key things like your age group, because a lot of these social media platforms, they do really match with different you know, you could say generations, but age groups, you know, there's a window of the ones that are more favorable and work for different ages. So just kind of match that up with what your, your customer's demographics looks like. That's where you need to be. And that's what you should pay attention to. 
Yeah. And it may be different than what you spend your time on leisurely. Yeah. Without business. So you may have fun, you know, on TikTok and whatever. But if your customers aren't on TikTok, then for your business, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about spending time there. So it's better to pick a few targeted platforms and do them well than try to spread yourself out too thin. And we see this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, people come to us, oh, I want to be on everything. It's like, well, let's think about it first, because if you spread yourself too thin, you're not doing any of them justice. So again, think about what you have the most experience at too. I mean, mm-hmm. but again, you have to weigh where are your customers? So start small and focus on creating high quality and consistent content on a few platforms. And you can always expand if you have the time yes. <laughs> and the resources. I think that's a good point, too. It's like, you know, if you don't have experience with some of the platforms, but that's where your customers are, then find somebody, a marketer that can come in and do that for you. So it's not worth it. You know, that's what you want to determine not only where am I, what am I comfortable? Where are my customers? If I don't have experience, I got to find somebody that can help me out on that. So believe it or not, this is a question we still get, Mm. which is why does my business need a website? So First, I mean, there's so many, but first of all, but at the very top, the website makes your business look credible and professional. You've had this experience with other, with other clients have been, I have lost business because they try to look me up. I don't have a website. I don't seem trustworthy. Second, your website really is the best way to attract new customers through search engines. So that's very important. New customers through search engines is the goal. Great gateway to your website. Yes. And I know we pound SEO into your brains (laughs) every week, but it's just so important if you're going to compete out there um, as a business. So a well-optimized website is going to help you rank really well for your search terms. So third, it's the best way to showcase your products and services all in one place. I mean, you have your Google listings and your directed listings and all that, but it still doesn't have all of that information mm-hmm. in one spot. And fourth, it's a great way. This is pretty cool. Make sure that you showcase your reviews and testimonials. So your website is your hub. We always talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're looking for them, those reviews. So the fifth reason is it provides more ways for customers to contact you. You can put a contact form in there. You can showcase a bunch of all of your locations, ways, various ways to contact them all, like you said, in a hub in one spot. And it's bottom line, it's establishing yourself in the industry, making your company brand stand out. If your competitor has one and you don't, could be the difference in a, in a new customer. Uh, it it's unreal. And like you said, I have run into it more times than probably people would think of people come to me and say, I've got to have a website now because I lost out on this contract because they couldn't find any information about mm-hmm. our business. So um, it is, it's so important. It's so important. So number six, how many directories should I put my business in? Well, all of them. <laughs> One billion. (laughs) The only problem is there's a ton. There's a ton. Now, the Internet will do some of them for you. They have what they call aggregators that go out and find information and will um, go ahead and put that information in some of the directories, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's bad because you want to make sure you put in all the info that you want. There are hundreds of possibilities. And 
these are just places where more people can find you. People mm-hmm. are out there using all of these directories. So you need to make sure that you're listed in as many search engines too. So we have directories, we have search engines. Those are the two things that you want to pay attention to. Make sure all your info is exactly the same and be out as many places as you possibly can find. Yes. And what's the benefit to this? Well, online directories, they enhance your online presence. So that's the bottom line. So, and as you mentioned, as you get listed in online directories, you can automatically get listed and even more. So that's another key thing. And, and really you're going to increase your chances of getting discovered when customers are looking for your products or services. So even if they don't search your brand name specifically, if you are saturated out there, you're going you're going to come up based on having those listings, and as well as a number of other reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's all about building up your value to your website, and you know the value that you have online. Because online directories are considered a really valuable to and tool. <laughs> <All right. laughs> A valuable two and trusted source of information by Google and all the other search engines. So if they see you out there and they know that you can be found easily, they're going to give you a better ranking and it's just better for your Internet presence. Yeah. All the stuff that we're saying is for ranking and visibility. So. I mean, this could sound like a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but the, <laughs> and it but probably the, does. <laughs> right. Your head might be spinning. But the purpose is, is all of this stuff is strategic to help your online presence. That's what it's all about. So, and here's another good one. What is the purpose of a blog on a business website? And we get this one a lot. So, you know, there's many reasons to have it, to have a blog on your website. As long as you're consistent, you've got to be consistent. It's just like all this stuff. It's like not one and done. So one of the main goals of a blog is to attract visitors to your website. The more visitors you have, the more people reading your content, the more likely you're converting these into leads and getting more eyes on your business. Yeah. And I think people get hung up with that word blog because they don't understand what blog means. (laughs) Yeah. I picture somebody like popping bubble gum, like laying on their bed being like, la la, my blog. And it's like, not that. (laughs) It's a place to hold information. So, um, and you need to have fresh content on it. Like Sarah said, if, you know, if there's nothing on it, there's no sense in having one because it can hurt you. Fresher content, the better it helps with SEOs. The search engines are going to keep coming back. When they see new content, they go, hey, let's go back to that website and give it more. Let's talk about like search engine juice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, blogging is one of the most straightforward ways to increase your ranking on the search engines. Yes. So there's a lot of purposes. And that's like the one part is it strengthens your SEO. It strengthens your visibility. It's what the search engines are looking for. But additionally, it helps to helps to project you as a place of authority and an expert in your industry. So it's a great way to keep your readers up to date with relevant, resourceful information, which then builds trust and credibility in you as a business because they're like, wow, they really know their stuff. So that's just another added bonus to to blogs. Why are you why are you muted? <laughs> what? I was like, are we doing charades? <laughs> Two words. I didn't want to hear everybody hear me cough, so I muted myself. So I forgot to unmute. All righty. 
it's been a long, fun week here. At <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Anyway, you don't even have to call it blog. Let's go back to blogs. You can call it news. You can call it whatever you want. Resources. So if you don't like that word, use something else. It's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Here's something else. What is Apple Maps? I think everybody by now has used some sort of map on their yep. phone or in their car to find out where they're going or find a way mm-hmm. to get there. So um, Apple Maps is basically Apple's version of kind of like a Google Maps. Um, but what's really important is that it's tied to Siri and Apple Watches as well as the built-in navigation in a lot of vehicles. So it's becoming a lot more popular. Um, for a while, Google owned everything. Um, mm-hmm. So it's coming, it's coming, becoming a lot more popular. And because it's connected to Siri, it helps your business also show up in voice searches. So it's something that you definitely want to be um, connected to. And this is what I love about it, too, is with Apple Maps, as a business owner, you can actually share more accurate information about your business, like address, contact information, hours of operation um, with potential and existing customers. So it's really nice to be able to have that integration. And on top of that, customers can share their personal experience and they can share it through uploading uh, images, reviews, things like that. So it's really interactive, which is huge as a business owner. So yeah, and it's uh, there's some things I didn't know about it either. Um, talk about this word of mouth marketing. Users can make a list of all their favorite places and share it like you were talking about. So that's a really cool thing. And it's always improving. That's that's even neater, I guess, about it. It's not staying stagnant. They add new features all the time, like you know, forms of payment like Apple Pay, I'm sure everybody's heard of. So it's forever changing and they're definitely competitors. You could call them strong competitors of Google. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. Um, again, it's like inserting yourself into where your customers are and Apple Maps is doing just that. So number nine, what is the importance of generating so much content? We talk about this all the time. We're like blogs, podcasts, videos, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are we doing all this? <laughs> and there is a reason. First of all, it does depend on your end game. What do you want to achieve? Do you want to be out there? Do you want to increase your wider audience. And that's what it is. It's increasing yourself to a wider audience, which increases your brand and search engines when you are kind of at every touch point where your customers are. So when you portray your brand consistently and through different forms of content, it also increases your strength and trust. So there is a method to it for sure. Yes, there is. And again, we're going to talk about SEO. Lots of content, fresh content, new content helps fuel other marketing techniques like SEO. The Uh search engines are fueled by resources. They want to see info. And without information or content, um, there's no no place for the keywords, backlinks, and other components that search engines like to connect with. They can't inquire about them or they can't find them. So, Think about that. You have to have new content and think about quality. Don't just be throwing stuff out there. Quality content can be linked back to your website as well, which builds brand authority. And guess what? Search engines love that. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to making those search engines happy. So, all right. Number 10 and the final one. Why does SEO take so long to work? I mean, I bet you get this a time or two. Hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, here's the thing. SEO is not a one-time deal. It's not one and done. It takes ongoing attention to see results. There's a multitude of reasons why. And we could go on and on about that. But, you know, Google and other search engines, they're constantly changing their algorithms, meaning they're constantly changing kind of that criteria of what they're looking for in order for you to be visible. So you have to stay on top of it. Another thing that kind of factors into why does SEO take so long is the age and design of your existing website. How much work does it need to get it to where it is and have that big impact on having a fully optimized website? Yeah, but boy, once you get it plugged in and working correctly, you will you will never quit SEO because it's going to bring you a lot of business. So it really takes us literally a month mm-hmm. to just clean stuff up if we start working with a customer and work on the website, like Sarah said, and we need to build some links and work on the content, keywords, all that stuff for the search engine. So it really takes us a month just for setup. Um, There's always on-page and off-page SEO, which means that we have to, it's a lot more than you want to know, but we have to go into your website and put, you know, meta tags, make sure the headers and descriptions, all that stuff. There's so much that we have to make sure. And Kelsey Kelsey's becoming our pro on that end. Um, making mm-hmm. sure websites are all set up. And also your competitors are doing SEO. I don't know how many times we have to say, look into SEO because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're losing out. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. when you think about it and you think about, well, what are the competitors doing? Well, that means it's going to take time for us to research your market industry, what the competitors are doing and make the necessary changes to produce SEO optimized content. So that's another thing. But the bottom line is it's so worth it. It's worth the investment. It gets eyes on your business. It is the most valuable tool. We have seen it work tenfold. I mean, you know, we always joke that like well, we can't reach some of our clients because they're so busy. We're like, best, best news ever. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's our goal. Truly. Yeah. So. <clears throat> and, you know, it, it doesn't take it depends on what you think a long time is, too. And the good thing about SEO, we may have that first month that takes us to set it up. But then you're going to have calls start trickling in. You don't want to be bombarded with 200 calls right off the bat. I think that that could bury a business very quickly if they're not ready for it. So it also builds up slowly so that you're ready to take on all the new business. So anyway, we kind of like SEO. We sure do. (laughs) Just a little. Well, all right. That's actually a wrap. Um, I hope that you learned a lot. And if you have any other questions for us, make sure that you get those to us. And as always, we would love to talk to you, have a free consultation and um, just send us a message. Yeah, that's it. All right. Until next time, we've got another great show lined up next week. So be on the lookout for it and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye.